What's up, guys? Welcome to the Ready Set Show podcast with your host, DT. We talk music, gaming, and much more. Ready, Ready Set, set, set Show. What's up, guys? Podcast Greatness Productions brings you the Ready, Set, Show podcast. I'm your host, DT, and I'd like to thank you beautiful people for joining me this week. Been a hell of a week, a crazy week, but we got a damn good show for you guys. Still no new co-host, but the search is on. I just want to be sure that I got the right person, guys, so bear with me on that. And I just want to start off by giving an apology to you guys. I know, man, I haven't really been posting much. I mean, I've had a hell of a schedule. But when we get to the rant, you'll see that that schedule, as of now, will be whittled down. But uh, it was a crazy week. The rant will explain it all. I kind of want to save it for that because it's going to tie in to what I'm going to be ranting about. It does involve my job. Bottom line, I got mistreated. And a lot of the times we say mistreated, it's it's an opinion we have. This was blatant mistreatment. We've had some uh, crazy stuff happening here in... Uh here locally in East Tennessee, man, we've had a shitload of rain. It's been flooding everywhere around here, man. We have had a lot of damn flooding. Uh, I, I'm going to go to a GreenvilleSun.com article here. We uh, had a, co- a local cop shoot a Cop County cop. That's also happened. We'll talk at, at the local lows around here. We'll talk a little more of that. Uh, but the flooding, man, we, I've just been noticing, man, it's just been raining like crazy. And especially out here where I live, I mean, man, it's flooded in an insane amount. Like I'm talking, they called schools out. And it just seemed like a lot of these back roads around here, you couldn't even go down them. I mean, it's it's been insane, and they're still like that. Man, I'm telling you, out in these county areas, and really some places in the city have, have been flooding, so we've been dealing with all that. So it's been a little hectic with the flooding. And, man, I'm telling you, I've seen it flood around here, but this is probably the worst. But I'd heard there was a shooting at, at Lowe's, and I thought, well, damn, they're getting gangster at Lowe's? Damn, motherfucker didn't get the right amount of wood? What, he didn't get the right toolkit? Shit, calm down. It was over a woman, a guy who apparently worked for the Cock County Detention Center, which, you know, a lot of those guys that are cops, some of them start out working at the jails. When we say detention center, that's usually jail. I don't, you just fucking call it jail. You know, a detention center, that's like... When I was in school, I was in detention, motherfucker, but I got to go home after a little bit. You ain't in detention. You in the fucking jail. Anyway, so I guess something about he came here, and it was over a woman. I'm assuming he was fighting with her. A lot of these dudes, and, and even chicks, they get psycho-obsessed. So he was probably up there harassing her, I'm assuming. Maybe they broke up. They didn't. They haven't really gave a lot of the details as of my recording here on Wednesday, uh, February 19th. He had a gun. They got a gun from him, went to handcuff him. Somehow the guy gets loose, gets to another gun, 
and then in turn was shot. Now, I don't know how the hell, because I'm going to tell you, anytime them motherfuckers will handcuff me, like, I'm handcuffed. I couldn't get to shit. And how did, this dude must have been on some, just some rage shit to be able to get loose and go grab another gun. But, man, I just hate hearing shit like this. And, and you know it's rough, especially for the cops, having to shoot another. I mean, let's be honest. You might as well consider them dudes cops because eventually a lot of them work at the jail for a set amount of time, and then they become road cops is the way I understood it. The guy's name was Travis Mullins. The sheriff said in the GreenvilleSun.com, irrational quote-unquote decision led to officer-involved shooting. The little bit it tells me here in the Greenville Sun, Travis Mullen's actions in the minutes before his death Monday afternoon in an officer-involved shooting in the parking lot of Lowe's Home Improvement in Greenville were not characteristic of a young man well-respected by law enforcement colleagues in Cock County. So, I mean, look, man, some of these cops, let's be honest, a lot of them are upstanding dudes that aren't power hungry, and then you get some that are psychos. Uh, then you get some that, let's be honest, they just use a job. Like, I mean, dude, I've had, there was a mistake that happened with uh, the clerk's office here, and my fiance was pulled over one day, and she had had some, some shit with her license. She got it back, but they didn't cancel her court date, so she had a failure to appear. I remember the guy in the jail one of the main dudes was like hitting on her and shit like that so you get a lot of these slick dick ass cops and i've met some good ones okay i've met some really cool ones i I, i'm not going to speak for all cops but my encounters with them have been 50 50 i've met really cool ones like i remember one time hell i ran from a rehab in south carolina and a cop gave us money to eat on because we hadn't ate no woman and if you take the woman's perspective, no man is worth freaking out to the point. I mean, look, dude, this dude was probably simply in a fight or got broke up with. I don't know the details. I don't want to speak on it. But the bottom line is it shouldn't have led to him getting killed. You know what I mean? Ain't no woman and or man, whatever, worth this happening to you. And this just sucks, man. Like, some of y'all, dude, I've heard of these dudes over the woman. Like, I know a couple, like, this dude, they track each other. They, she has to put it on speakerphone whenever they talk. And just my opinion, that ain't worth it to me. I'd rather be by myself. If I got to sit here, like, I've known guys time their women when they go to the store or something. And you could easily say, well, she's cheated on him, blah, blah. Well, then don't be with her. I could counteract any excuse you give. Well, I don't have anywhere to go. Well, you can find somewhere to go. When I got cheated on, I dipped, and I had nowhere to go. Nowhere, okay? She came in, hickeys on her neck, everything, back when uh, with one of my exes, and I dipped. I mean, dude, y'all, you've got to understand, you only live this life one time. Why would you want to be with somebody that makes you that miserable? I mean, to the point to where you're getting tracked. You got to talk to somebody over the phone a certain way. They want to take over your money and shit like that. Like, hell no. We're going down the middle. If I got to check your phone and shit like that, I'm just going to not be with you. If I feel that the trust is coming to that, move on. Take my advice. Don't end up like this poor guy, Travis Mullins, shot by the damn... I mean, this dude 
probably started the day. Yeah, they were probably arguing whatever. I'm sure this guy didn't think he'd be dead later on that day. Again, I don't know all the details. I'm not specifying what exactly happened. But this is a story that I've heard many times. I mean, yeah, they obviously didn't lead to getting shot and killed. But I do know an incident that happened one time where my buddy Mitchell that passed away, R.I.P. Mitchell, he saw this dude beating on this chick. So he went over there trying to take up for her and he got shot. When you get in these type of relationships, I don't give a fuck if you got to run, stay in that homeless shelter. I don't give a damn, dude. I ain't being with somebody like that. I've been in some of these psycho-ass relationships, and I told myself after the last one I was in, I'll be by myself before I'll sit here and be treated like that. You're out your fucking mind. But I don't know, guys. Give me your opinion. If you live here locally, let me know. Is your road flooded? Have you had anything crazy happen with the floods? And let me know what you think of this Travis Mullins, this local shooting. We'll stay locally here, guys. We have finally got approved, and they've actually started building, and they tore down the old building where we're finally, here in East Tennessee, going to get a Chick-fil-A, though everybody else has probably had one 10-plus years. Now, we just recently had a Chick-fil-A put in one of two colleges that we do have here in Greene County, uh, Tusculum College. But, I mean, let's be honest, that's probably more for college kids. But I'm going to tell you guys something that I didn't know. Dude, Chick-fil-A pays like 13 14 something an hour. Are you shitting me? I mean, think about it. Dude, that was more than I was making in a factory, dude. Yeah, where do I get a fucking application? I'm definitely working there, shit. What you want? I, I want You want some chicken nuggets with some Malaysian sauce? Which is my favorite at Chick-fil-A, by the way. You want some of them waffle fries? Hey, I, I got you. I mean, 13, 14 an hour, I'll cook chicken 48, 50 hours a week. But that, see, that right there, to me, speaks volumes. That is a company, Chick-fil-A, they are Christian-based. They really don't work Sunday. The company I spoke about at the beginning of the show, and they, they claimed they were Christian-based, but the funny thing is we worked Sundays. Chick-fil-A, I mean, look how good they pay their employees, man. That That is appreciating your employees. What I need these little bastards around here to do, if this is true, and that's really what they get paid, and, I, dude, I've heard this from many people. People around Greene County, they need to take notes. Dude, that's that's better than a bunch of factories. I'm talking, yeah, a lot of factories. You might make way more than that, but by, I bet you got to work a year or two or longer to, to actually get that. But uh, anyway, guys, let me go ahead and do some shout-outs here. I want to shout-out my beautiful family. Waiting on income taxes, trying to get some stuff caught up. But, man, we, we've been having a great time. Me and Kinsley been wearing out Fortnite. I love playing Fortnite with her. It's awesome. She's enjoying it. We've even been getting my fiance to play. She's been playing with her, so uh, we love it. Anybody that's helped the show, that's been on the show, Letty, Drama, Cheetah, Mo, Ben, anybody that's came on here, anybody that's just showed us love and helped us, whether it be with equipment, donations here and there, I'm appreciative of anybody that has helped this show. I don't care if it's listening, sharing, whatever. Thank y'all so much to the, those that have been on the show. It, it was fun. Those are some of my favorite episodes. And I'm looking to get more of you guys to either come back on and get some new people to join me. As soon as I get a co-host, this podcast is going to change, I'm telling you. Got to thank the man, the myth, the legend, my buddy Kellen 
who has been telling me for years, man, you should be on radio, all his support and just believing in me and telling me this is what I need to do, which ultimately led to starting this podcast. So shout out to Kellen. Been a while since I spoke with him, but I hope he listens to the show and enjoys it because because of him, this show is going on. Like I said, guys, we like we always say, we're small now. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get us there. I'll put this bitch on my back. And I just want to thank all the listeners. You've been with us from the jump. Helped get the podcast started. Anybody that showed support, listens to the episode, shares them, told people about them, whatever it may be, I thank you guys so much. Thank you for all your support. Keep listening. We're going to get back on track. It's going to get better, I assure you. All right, guys, on to our first segment. Music. Today in music news, guys, there's not a lot, but this one thing I feel we, it's something we got to talk about, man, because this is one of my favorite bands of all time. Uh, This will probably take up all the segment because I felt like this had to be discussed because it depends on how you look at it. Rage Against the Machine, one of my favorite bands of all time. They've been doing Prophets of Rage which contains Chuck D, Be Real, and DJ Lord. Well, I guess now they're going to reunite with Zach Della Rocha, as we spoke about on the show, and they're going to start touring. Well, I stumbled across a YouTube video via Rockfeed. You guys need to check that guy out, man. Anything music, metal, news, he's got you, trust me. I had seen something on there, how Rage... Okay, like this Rolling Stone article relates to the Rockfeed video. But it's like how Rage Against the Machine are trying to beat scalpers. Now, the controversy is the ticket prices. So let's go to this Rolling Stone article first. Let me read this. Tickets for the Rage Against the Machine's 2020 reunion tour were always going to sell fast and attract swarms of scalpers. As such, when sales for the band's first show since 2011 finally began on the morning of February 13th, the results were predictable. Long digital queues on Ticketmaster, soaring costs on secondary markets, and plenty of wry tweets from fans who wondered whether or not Rage had finally become the machine. In fact, the band was anticipating this very scenario and did what it could to get in front of the criticism. Earlier this week, scalpers started posting tickets before they'd even gone on sale, with speculative prices prompting a response from guitarist Tom Morello, who urged fans to be weary and get their tickets through the band's website. Then, just as legitimate tickets hit the market on Thursday, Rage shared a statement on Instagram detailing how they plan to combat scalpers and ensure that the profits from some necessarily higher-priced tickets went to good causes. Quote, Since the announcement of our tour, scalpers and broker sites have been listing fake tickets for Rage Against the Machine, unquote, the band wrote. Quote, We want to do everything we can to protect our fans from predatory scalping and at the same time raise a substantial amount of money for charities and activist organizations we support in each city, unquote. The band stated that scalpers frequently nab up to 50% of all tickets for the concerts and 
that they would do all they could to prevent the bulk of tickets for their shows from ending up in the hands of non-fans. While it's difficult to completely beat scalpers, Rage concocted a plan to deter them by reserving percent of seats at random and selling them at higher prices that were still low enough to undercut scalpers. Quote, we will donate 100% of the money over the fees and base ticket price to charities and active organizations in each city, unquote, the man said. We are confident this will help many more fans get tickets at face value and put a big dent in the aftermarket gouging. We hate scalping as much as you do and will continue to try to find ways to combat it, quote, unquote. Rage Against the Machine already planned to donate all the profits from their first three shows in El Paso, Texas, La Cruces, New Mexico, and Glendale, Arizona to immigrant rights organizations. The band has yet to announce which organizations will receive the proceeds from the higher ticket prices at their shows. A representative for Rage did not immediately return a request for comment, nor did a representative for Ticketmaster. While there were complaints from fans about high prices of scalp tickets, there were also some complaints about the $125 baseline price. Now, this is where a lot of people are kind of pissed and Tom Morello had came out and said, hey, look, I don't know what the scalpers are charging, but we're charging $125, and I'm assuming up, depending on VIP and all that. It says that price, though, was applied to all seats, nosebleeds to floor. Industry sources confirmed, while the fees were no higher than $20. Additionally, $125 is fairly standard for an arena show from a big-name artist in 2020. For instance, nosebleeds for the Post Malone's upcoming show at Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C. are priced at $129.50 plus fees. The lowest ticket price for Pearl Jam's sold-out show at the Bridgestone Arena in Nashville was $109, and seats for one of the Eagles' upcoming Hotel California concerts at Madison Square Garden in New York City will run at least $149 plus fees. Look, man, I've seen a lot of fans saying Rage sold out, Rage has become the machine, how the fuck are you going to say $125, talk like it isn't a lot. They're trying to show you guys, hey, look, we're trying to beat these scalpers. We're going to donate some to charity. Man, you all act like in 2020, that's a crazy amount of money. Now, yeah, most of us, most average blue-collar working Americans, that is a lot of money. But you got to understand, dude, Rage Against the Machine is a big name. They're not playing fucking small bars. They're playing arenas, and they're getting back together. And by y'all going on here bitching, calling them sellouts, this could easily cause them to just call it all off and say, forget it, man. And look, we've all been wanting them to reunite with Zach De La Racha and play again. If y'all want to see this, this is what you gotta pay. I don't get how everybody acts like shit ain't expensive anymore. I knew they were gonna be high. I figured they would be probably about a hundred bucks or more a ticket. And at first I was like, well, I kind of understand where people are coming from. But then I was like, man, hold up. They're donating some to charity. And of course, they're going to make money, guys. What do you think, man? I mean, do you think that they get shit for free? Dude, they got bills just like we do, guys. They're one of the biggest bands of all time. Think about it. I would pay 125 If I had 250 I'd fucking pay it. This is one of the bands I've been wanting to see for many, many, many years. Minus the Tool concert, I would probably trade every other concert that I've seen to see this band. 
If you don't want to fucking watch them and don't want to pay that price, take your ass somewhere else. It just sucks that people are just so quick to turn on something over money. Guys, it's 2020. Everything's expensive. Grow the fuck up. Either pay it or and go to the show and have a damn good time. Because let's be honest, name me one shitty Rage Against the Machine show, album, anything, and I'll shut up. Don't worry, I'll wait. If you don't want to pay it or you think it's too high, just shut the hell up about it, man. You don't always got to voice a shitty, negative, hater-ass opinion. I mean, they could have been a dick and charged two, three hundred. And you know what the crazy part is? People would still pay it because they're legends. Come on, man. I was blown away by the YouTube comments on this Rock Feed video. I really was. I mean, I, I could not believe it. And then I seen people that felt like I did. I love Rage Against the Machine. I love what they stand for. Guys, they're going to have to make money. Though they talk about being against what is it, capitalism and shit like that, they got to make money, man. They haven't ever come out and said, we're going to do this shit for free. They got families, bills, just like you do. Pay the shit, go have fun, or shut the hell up. That's my opinion. You have yours. If I can't afford it, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to hate on them and say, oh, you've become the machine. Why? Because they didn't give you a ticket price that you felt was affordable? If I was Rage, I would go to those people and say, cool, dude, don't listen to our fucking music and don't come to the fucking show, you ungrateful piece of shit. We didn't have to do this. We're doing it for our fans, number one, love of the music, and because... They felt like this was an important time to reunite, obviously, and come together because they have a powerful message. Pay it or shut your mouth. That's all I got to say about it, guys. That's going to do it for music news for today, guys. Not a, really a whole lot going on. Like, there was one article, I swear to y'all, this is so funny, real quick. Sharon Osbourne doesn't have red hair anymore. Yeah, I'm not making that up. Let that sink in. That's what kind of news it was this last week. But all right, guys, we got a lot to talk about in our next segment. Hey, bro, let's gang. All right, guys, uh, you know we're going to talk Fortnite. There is a new season coming up. But first, let's start here with Google has a new game system coming out called, I don't know if I pronounce this right, Stadia, Stadia, S-T-A-D-I-A. Uh, we go to a pocket-slash-lint.com article that says Google Stadia pricing, availability, games list, compatible devices, and how it works. Google's cloud gaming platform is available across 14 countries, including the UK and US. Google's cloud gaming platform is available across 14 countries, including the UK and US, called Stadia. It is the company's quote-unquote Netflix of games of sorts, with games hosted on remote servers and video streamed to connected devices, including smartphones, tablets, computers, and TVs. That's sick. But what does Stadia offer, and how does it differ from other cloud gaming services? How Google Stadia works? Google Stadia is a cloud gaming service whereby games can be purchased and played, but don't have to be downloaded to a console or PC. 
live right there you got my attention that's because through multiple connected devices including phones laptops and tvs you play the game in real time but it's actually run on a remote stadia server somewhere else in the world the video of the gameplay is transmitted to your device over the internet while the control codes from a game controller are sent in the other direction the biggest hurdle other similar services have encountered over the years is latency the time it takes from the moment you move the controller thumbstick or press a button to the action occurring on the screen but where stadia differs from other platforms such as nvidia geforce now and playstation now is that its servers are placed in a vast number of locations around the globe that shortens the distance between the player and a server to stream from the controllers look sick, by the way. Y'all need to go in this uh, article, uh, pocket-lint.com backslash games backslash news and check it out. In addition, Google has developed a dedicated Stadia controller that connects to the internet directly via Wi-Fi. Dude, that's awesome. Rather than your device, when you are playing at home at least. That means it sends the controller codes without having to submit them to your phone, tablet, or other connected device first. That cuts down on milliseconds of latency and in-gaming that really matters. Usually on a cloud gaming platform, once you've pressed a button, the signal has to be transmitted, most often through Bluetooth, to the receiving device, then sent over an internet connection. It is subsequently read by the source device, sent back to the receiving device, then transmitted to your TV if not using a smartphone or tablet screen that is each of these actions take time and that can be vital to smooth gaming experiences as milliseconds can be the difference between avoiding a bullet or being shot in the face the only spanner in the works latency wise is that when playing on a mobile device such as a pixel phone you will need to connect the controller via bluetooth if you want to use it wirelessly as stadia will be using your mobile data to play Alternatively, you can connect it via a cable, which will reduce that additional latency. Indeed, this is the only option available until quote-unquote early 2020, when wireless mobile connectivity will be switched on. Google Stadia compatible devices. Alright guys, so obviously this is the devices. Google Stadia does not need a dedicated device server save for a controller as it is playable through existing connected devices for computer use stadia works through the google chrome internet browser it is therefore available on pc and mac without extra dedicated software or devices it will also work through other connected devices in time including tvs additional android phones and tablets plus iphone and ipad However, at launch, you can play it on a TV using a Chromecast Ultra. Yeah, that, that, that was it. I seen that it was a like a controller. They got it in black, white, and I think like a gray and yellow. And you get the Chromecast Ultra plug-in. So, I mean, that saves down like you ha having to take up a bunch of room and shit. Like you just plug it into your TV. You got your controller. Bada-bing, bada-boom. You got to have an internet connection too, obviously. And while there are Android and iOS apps available now, the vast majority of handsets can only manage your Stadia account, not play games. At present, only Google's own Pixel smartphones and select devices from Samsung, Asus, and Razer can currently play games through the Stadia mobile app. It gives you a list. Let's go, let's go down this list. Asus ROG Phone, Asus ROG Phone 2, Google Pixel 2, Google Pixel 2 XL, Google Pixel 3 XL 
3A, 3A XL, Pixel 4. You got a Razer phone, Razer phone 2, Samsung Galaxy Note 8 through 10 Plus. You can do the Samsung Galaxy S8 through Samsung Galaxy S20 Ultra. Granted, I haven't been keeping up with smartphones like I usually do. Usually, I'll just kind of check out the new models and stuff from Samsung, sometimes Apple, but I didn't know there was a Samsung Galaxy S10 Plus Ultra, 20 Plus, and 20 Plus Ultra. So, that's pretty much all the mobile devices you can play it on. How much does Google Stadia cost? Google Stadia Pro membership costs $8.99 a month in the UK, $9.99 a month in the US. That, that's not bad at all, actually. That gives users up to 4K HDR gameplay. However, you still have to buy the majority of games on top. That's because while Stadia Pro membership entitles users to add a couple of free games per month to their libraries, a bit like PlayStation Plus and Xbox Live Gold, it isn't an all-you-can-eat service. For early adopters, a Stadia Premier Edition bundle is available, which replaces the sold-out Founders Edition, priced at $119-129 here in America. It includes a clearly white Stadia controller, a Chromecast Ultra capable of streaming 4K HDR gameplay to your TV, and three months of Stadia Pro. That's not bad. I think regularly it costs what did it say 129 so look at or 119 or maybe that's what the starting price was that 129 right there i think i've seen something like that a final option coming soon is stadia base a pay-as-you-go plan as with pro stadia base pro membership means you have to buy games individually but don't get any free games included stadia base is also restricted to a maximum 1080p the benefit, however, is that you don't have to pay any monthly subscription fees. With both membership options, purchase games will forever be assigned to your Stadia account, and you can play them as often as you like. Pricing for new games is determined by developers and publishers. They are around the same price as console titles. Separate Stadia controllers are available in just black, clearly white, and wasabi colorways at 59 in the UK, 69 each here in America. Now compared to your standard, not any customized special edition Xbox One and PlayStation 4 controllers, that's kind of high. I mean, you got to think right now, I've got two wireless Xbox controllers, and I mean here recently. One I didn't know was refurbished off Amazon, but they're about 50 bucks. 50, if you get like, a, like the one I got refurbished would have been probably about this same price actually but you got to understand this is just a regular color controller so i do feel the controller aspect is kind of high but if the gameplay comes through and is dope and, and maybe it's worth it all right so let's go over some google stadia games it gives a list here it says the stadia games list is ever expanding after a reasonably meager start with an estimated 120 games planned for launch before the end of 2020 these are the games that are out so far, guys, as of uh, February 14th, 2020. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Attack on Titan 2 Final Battle, Borderlands 3, Letty would be happy to hear that, Darksiders Genesis, Destiny 2, The Collection, Dragon Ball, Xenoverse 2, Farming Simulator 19, Final Fantasy XV, Football Manager 2020, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, Grid, Guilt, Just Dance 2020, 
Kine Metro Exodus Monster Energy Supercross, the official video game, Mortal Kombat 11, hell yeah, NBA 2K20, hell yeah, Rage 2, even better. Red Dead Redemption 2. Those are some household names right there. Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Samurai Showdown, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Thumper, Tomb Raider. Definitive Edition, Trials Rising, Wolfenstein, Youngblood. Alright guys, next we have games coming this year and beyond on Stadia. We got Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077. And guys, y'all remember us talking about Cyberpunk 2077. I don't give a shit if you got Stadia xbox playstation get that fucking game destroy all humans doom doom eternal get packed gods and monsters lost words beyond the page marvel's avengers orcs must die three panzer dragon remake power rangers battle for the grid serious sam collection spitling stacks on stacks on stacks Super Shot, The Crew 2, The Division 2, The Elder Scrolls Online, Watch Dogs Legion, and Windjammers 2. The Stadia team announced that it will also be developing its own first-party games, but we don't expect to see any of them until late 2020 at the very least. It says here, last thing we'll talk about, what broadband speeds do you need to run Google Stadia? Now, this is important, guys, because this will depend on your internet, what you have. Like, my internet right now isn't... It's okay. It's just basically a prepaid internet service, 20 megabytes per second, though I have seen it go higher than that. I think it's more upwards of 30. Now, when you have Xfinity as far as the contract with them, good lord, you can get up to 50, 100 megabytes per second. Hell, it's probably exceeded that now it isn't as terrible as let's say CenturyLink like when I had it I was only getting 10 megabytes per second now I know CenturyLink since went to 20 megabytes per second but their service is terrible man I, I literally had them for about a year they came out to my house and this is no exaggeration 14 times so guys my advice moral of the story get good internet that you can afford of course but try to get the best deal possible with the most megabytes per second good Google claims that Stadia is capable of running games in up to 4K HDR and at 60 frames per second. That's not too shabby. It is also capable of up to 5.1 surround sound. However, all video performance and sound qualities will determine your broadband connection and require in Stadia Pro subscription. Stadia Base maxes at 1080p. For the best experience, 4K HDR at 60 frames per second and with 5.1 sound, you really need a recommended speed of 30 megabytes per second. So that's everything about Google's new gaming platform Stadia, specifications, just everything you need to know about this platform so you guys get an idea of Stadia. I would like to try it. Me personally, just by that information there at the end, I would probably wait a little bit before I tried it. I need to get better internet. But let me know what you guys think. If you guys would give this a shot, let me know. I mean, it seems very interesting. And hey, man, you know Google. You know eventually they was going to break in the gaming market. All right, guys. We have another new season in the Call of Duty Modern Warfare. They came out with a season two called The War Rages On. So let's discuss what all this new season is about. So we got two new based weapons. The Growl 5.56 GRAU, I think I said that right. 
lightweight maneuverable and full of potential looks like that's an assault rifle but then we have a new smg called the striker 45 hard hitting and long range smg both of these guns appeal to me I, these are the type of weapons that i like as my first and secondary weapons i'm not really big into sniping on call of duty we got two new multiplayer maps we have rust rust of course being a popular old school map in the old cods and then we have atlas superstore so those look sick i haven't got to actually play this yet for some reason when i added gta 5 on my console because i don't have like a lot of memory it's like an old xbox one it, it deleted a lot of my shit just out of nowhere so i gotta go back and add that on so i'll, I'll try to get that added and play and give y'all a review of the next episode 75 or 76 then we have uh some game modes here we got new 2v2 gunfight maps bazaar and of course rust new ground war map zokovov boneyard i'm assuming that's some russian shit get the battle pass you get an instant operator unlock up to 1300 cp back weapon blueprints operator skins and a lot more so a buddy of mine said that he liked this season's battle pass better than last season again i haven't played this season yet i will get it reinstalled give you guys a review let you know what my take on it is but from what i'm seeing from streamers like dr disrespect few other big name streamers they're enjoying it it's really sick but anybody that's still rocking Call of Duty Modern Warfare, I, I really got to get back into playing it. I ain't gonna lie, I haven't been playing it much. But those who are still rocking it, let me know what y'all think of this uh, Season 2. Alright guys, the final news we got. Chapter 2, Season 2, Fortnite, comes out tomorrow, Thursday. It'll, I'm assuming, start at 4 in the morning. There's a lot of people saying that a lot of the pros and stuff like that aren't hyped for it. And you got people say, man, I ain't been playing the game in months. Number one, you're full of shit. Number two, the pros, they simply want the gameplay fixed and i agree with that but guys epic games isn't perfect they're trying man i mean they're gonna make mistakes like any other gaming company there are things i'm sure they do need to address as they have and i i will admit that but the, a lot of these pros are just pissed because they don't get stuff in the game that they want so they're gonna go over here and be shitty about it and ruin it for other people oh the game sucks this game's trash i'm i'm quitting i'm finding another game man Fortnite, I want to say this up front real quick before we get into Chapter 2, Season 2. Fortnite has changed a lot of these dudes' lives. Think about it. We wouldn't have heard of Ninja, Dakotas, Tim the... Well, Tim the Tap Man and, and them were playing, like Dr. Lupo. A lot of these dudes' lives have changed because of this game. I think some of them need to take a step back and realize that. Now, I'm sure there's some that are grateful. And, and yes, you're allowed to voice your concerns on the game, but don't be like, man, I'm gonna go play something else, or Fortnite just sucks anymore. And I mean, a lot of, this game has made these dudes millionaires. Some of them aren't even fucking 18 years old. Look at that Booga kid. He wasn't even 18. He made three mil. Three million off winning the World Cup. So I think some of you guys, man, need to cut Epic Games some slack, because... 
Y'all underestimate them every time, and then they come out with a groundbreaking update, and then you all are just so quick to jump back on the bandwagon. Man, just play the game and enjoy it as much as you can until the game is no more. And I hope this game never dies. I hope Fortnite continues on, gets bigger and bigger, because it is a great game. Okay, you all can sit here, oh, it's a kid's game, oh. Well, some of us enjoy the game. And granted, we're not in the pro scene, we're not in the competitive scene. We're just casuals and we're over here saying we enjoy the game. You guys are making money whether it be via streaming, tournaments, esports, and just whatever means you have to make money from the game. And we're casuals just simply enjoying the game and we're not bitching about it. So you all get to play the game, enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, you may bitch here and there, whatever, but you get to make money from it at the end of the day. So though it may suck, it's your job you're getting paid. You know how many people would love to take your all's positions? And I think some of y'all are just so ungrateful, bitter, and shitty about it. I mean, yeah, man, show your concerns for the game, but don't do it in such a negative manner, man. And share that shit with Epic Games. We don't need to hear your damn negativity. Like, that Denver guy, that he has a YouTube channel. He is a hell of a guy. I enjoy his channel. But that dude anymore is making so many videos about how is Fortnite dying. Pros don't care about the updates. Come on man this is how you ruin a damn game stop guys seriously it's getting old i just think a lot of people hate on this game so much because it's so popular it's everywhere i mean man i've had some of the greatest gaming experiences gaming on this game and then now my daughter's playing that's awesome that's uh, that makes the game even better for me so i don't want to hear it enjoy the seasons yeah man this season was way too long it was probably one of the worst since i've been playing since chapter one season three but they're entitled to a bad season it's gonna happen guys all of them ain't gonna be perfect only my only complaint would been they drew it out too long but maybe there's a reason why just like everybody with the black hole there's a reason why epic does things and i don't get why people don't see this if you're new to the game that's one thing but they do everything for a reason they're calculated they're marketing geniuses and yet people still underestimate them and are so quick to write them off just because they hate on the game and like i've seen one dude's comment was like man i'm so ready for this game to die and another game to come why well then don't play it dumbass we don't want to hear you whine go play other games then idiot because this i'm telling you fortnite is at the top of the mountain even still even through all of y'all complaining you know damn well you're still playing it and it's going to continue to stay there until somebody can go match them and with all the collaborations updates and stuff like that i don't see that happening for a while anyway so guys the leaks have started i don't know if i can really describe it but i went over to a pcgamer.com fortnite chapter 2 season 2 article it says fortnite chapter 2 season 2 is so close and thank god we finally have an unending flow of teasers an ARG and a fan and fan theories to pour over on what the future of Fortnite holds. Seriously, Epic Games, let me go home, he said. We had a heck of an inaugural season with the start of Fortnite Chapter 2, a new map, new systems, new items to play with, and a nary baller vehicle in sight. The question on everyone's mind, what comes next? There's an infinite number of possibilities, and Epic is finally starting to let some details out. 
while you can read what we think the future holds for Fortnite, we've got your guide to the Fortnite Chapter 2 Season 2 release date, Battle Pass details, and possible event map changes and more below. Continuing with the PC Gamer article, when does Fortnite Chapter 2 Season 2 start? When does Season 1 end? But after months of speculation, Epic Games finally announced an Honest to God release date. Fortnite Chapter 2 Season 1 releases on February 20th, which as of this recording is tomorrow. We have some smart data miners to thank for that info. That's a Thursday if it matters to you. Usually, like I said, guys, start at 4 in the morning. Continuing, it says if Fortnite Chapter 2 Season 2 follows the trend of previous season, except for Season 10, which ended with the 48-hour blackout, then hopefully Season 2 should begin the same day. Epic hasn't confirmed as such yet, though. Epic originally chose to extend Season 1 through the holiday season and beyond, making it one of the longest Fortnite seasons ever. What and when is the Fortnite Chapter 2 Season 2 event? On February 17th, the official Fortnite posted several teasers for Chapter 2 Season 2. Both feature a gold motif and say something about an intercepted transmission. After a couple of blurry tweets, the Fortnite account posted the final picture. Yep, that definitely looks like Chaos Agent's Alter Low. You guys go to Fortnite's Twitter and you'll see these pictures, the leaks of the pictures, and in-game a couple of these teasers have popped up the last few days. We had one today. Y'all go to YouTube. Uh, if you want to look up, there's several guys talking about the Chapter 2 Season 2 teasers, uh, decoding stuff, giving their take on it. You got Hypex. Is the, he's probably the more popular one. I think he's got like a million plus subscribers. There's been gold furniture and appliances have started appearing around the Fortnite Chapter 2 map as well. So far, we found several pieces of gold furniture, like a copier, a couch with a golden teddy bear on it, a desk chair, and a filing cabinet. Funny thing. They're all located on the center island of the map. If you brighten up the tweet images and mess with the contrast, you can see something in the background too. Twitter used GameShed seems to think it's a vault owned by Alter. The secret military organized whose logo could be seen since way back in Fortnite's inaugural season. It's been a long-running theory that Chaos Agent is the boss of Alter. If you brighten up the tweet images and mess with the contrast, you can see something bright in the background too. Twitter used GameShed. Seems to think it's a vault owned by Alter, the secret military organization whose logo could be seen since way back in Fortnite's inaugural season. It's been a long-running theory that Chaos Agent is the boss of Alter. Considering his face looks an awful lot like the logo, so maybe he does still have a role to play with the new season. As of this writing, a number of new Fortnite posters have appeared out in the real world, including Japan, Brazil, and other locations. The poster, which featured a Fortnite logo with a golden hand mark on top, also contained a phone number. As you can imagine, plenty of people called that number and appeared to get a recorded message. Twitter uses at Fortnite leaks and info went ahead and compiled these numbers and what message people got out of them. So basically what these phone numbers, they compiled them again. Here's what they said. So the first one was, the uh, location was San Francisco. It had the number. If you want to go to the Twitter, at FN Leaks and Info. First message, yes, sir. The agents were called. Car to access the safe was obtained. The Paris, San Paulo, California messages were compiled and they said those numbers stated agency recruitment drive as a go happy hunting agents agents 
oil rig operation is a go. Then we have Japan Marcelli, Chicago. Says, during ID scanning access denied, agency communication was interrupted. Next, we got Italy, Barcelona, and Melbourne. They say hideouts were detected. Traces have been found in the E-region. Agent, the dormant time is over. Next, we got Poland, Russia, Spain, and last will be Germany. There's two more messages, or excuse me, three. Says, explosive specialists do not attack. The purpose of the mission has changed. Return to the base. Spectrum agent intercepted. Agency communications have been jammed. And the final message, follow the agent, go. D3G4F2. So guys, there's the leaks. I gotta be honest with you, I have no idea what they mean. To be perfectly honest with you, the story has been a little wish-washy. They haven't really told a whole lot. The, the theme this season was a lot of the, mainly the Battle Pass skins have alter egos. So you have a good side, and then you have their bad side. And I believe the Chaos Agent, who looks like Slender Man, that's who I thought he was, but apparently he's the leader of the, the bad side, the alter egos. And apparently something's being planned. It revolves around gold. Somebody found the words that spelled out Midas, which makes sense because King Midas, gold. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens. So all y'all complaining and, oh man, I'm done with this game, it's trash, will go. Because I guarantee you, this new season right here will surprise you. As far as vehicles, I have heard helicopters may be coming to the game. So that's cool. If y'all have explored the storyline, let me know what, what your take on it is. What it is, because I'll be honest with you, like I said, I've not really followed it much this season and what you all want to see in this new season. But I'm excited. Kinsley's excited. We're both waiting. We're getting up tomorrow. It's going to be an all-day Fortnite type of day. And we're pumped. We're getting the battle pass. We're going to rock our new skins. And uh, it's going to be a daddy-daughter gaming day. And I I'm very excited about it. And my fiance, we've even got her in on it. Kinsley started liking it. Like, I, I played off and on in season three, like halfway through. But season four, she she got into it about five, season five, season six of chapter one. So we've not missed events or updates, anything since then. So I, I look forward to it. Now on to everybody's favorite time of the show. It's been one of them motherfucking days. I tell y'all, it has been one of them motherfucking days, bitch. It's time to rant. Alright guys, so I, I kind of give you guys a little brief rundown at the top of the show what this rant will be about. But uh, due, to, due to what happened on my job, I just want to discuss A, what happened, and B, just give my take on what some of these employers and and temp services you know we've discussed this before on the show but i want to dive a little deeper into it give my take and just tell these people like what the hell are they thinking and why they feel that they can get away with this stuff i just want to again get it all out give my point of view on it i want to hear what you guys think of this for sure that's what we're going to rant about today let's have a rant so guys, basically, I'll give you guys the rundown. You guys know that I recently got a promotion at, at my employer. I had medical problems. They go by points. If you miss a day, I believe it's three points. If you're late, it's it could be anywhere from one to two or something. It's crazy. However, the weird part is, if you don't miss a day, 
Now, in my opinion, I would think it would be three points, maybe two, but they only give you one, okay? But again, so many people say so many different things. It's rare that you get a breakdown of things, anything related in this company from the actual high-up people. Anyway, they come to me. I had high points. They said, all right, my 90 days come up. Usually, for those of y'all that may not know, most companies you'll work 90 days. A lot nowadays are longer. You get 90 days and it comes time to hire you in. Well, this company actually sticks by the 90-day attempt to hire time frame. They do make exceptions, like in my case, they knew I was a good worker. I just had some bad luck, medical issues, so they let me lose said amount of points in order to try and keep my job. Then I've known people that have not been such great workers but are still there. I feel like it should be, hey, after 90 days, you're either hiring me in, you're Okay, I don't know, maybe they can extend the contract with these temp agencies. But again, it's factories, you know how it is, it's all about politics there, how much, you know, ass you kiss, how much, how good a worker you are, so on and so forth. They rarely go by their little rule book, let's be honest here. I wanted to know, okay, hey, my 90 days are up, what's the deal? So they basically go and look, and I had, you know, high points. They said, well, look, if you can go three months, you don't miss a day, you get it down, we'll hire you in. I had to go up till January would have been when those three months were up, 1st of January. I made it till literally probably the end of December. I'd say 10 days left in that time frame, and my car breaks down when I'm on my way to work, and I usually leave 30 minutes before I got to be there. And I've been getting rides because y'all know my car issues this car i had been having trouble with it and of course it breaks down well this day the guys i usually ride with have already made it to work and so i'm like oh great i tried to get a ride couldn't i'm like well great i'm probably gonna get screwed so i'm just literally i go to work every day thinking hey, anytime because you never know when a lot of these companies will let you go I, i've missed a day and three weeks later they let me go I mean, just out of the blue. And it was from a death in the family. Y'all have heard that story. Well, the next thing you know, what'll happen is is the HR lady will walk over. Usually, she'll call you in the office. There might be a few of the supervisor, maybe another higher up than him there, and they'll walk you to the door if you're fired. Well, just the HR lady walked over there. So I'm like, okay, this is a good sign, at least that I'm not getting fired. So she proceeds to congratulate me that I only missed one day in that time frame. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, the next question she asked if I wanted to be a material handler. I was like, yeah, I'd love to. I mean, I like driving heisters, though I haven't done it much on the previous jobs, but I did have experience. And asked me if I wanted to, you know, again, be the material handler. And I've been a material handler before, a couple times, actually. I said, yes. Then she proceeds to ask me to work the one shift I hate, and that's third shift. But you know what? Without hesitation, I said yes. Because I'll do it, man. I mean, yeah, I got a family and stuff like that. I didn't care to do it, man. I mean, I'm all about making more money, dude. I I mean, that's what it is to support my family, and they understand that. Now, in my eyes, when they come and ask you, that's they were hurting on material handlers because on third shift, they literally had two quit within a week of each other. I mean, a lot of people, I'm talking people that have worked there for 20-plus years, five years, a year, you name it had walked out when they left and the company I now work for came in, they did a lot of, a lot of really messed up stuff 
to the policies left behind, and a lot of people left. But anyway, so I'm like, yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, and even had, I had to take the, the heister class. I had other people there like, oh, you're not hired in yet. Now, keep in mind, I had been there. This was right at close to being there seven months. And my thing is this. If my points are that high, eventually it's going to come down to you're either going to hire me in or fire me. I don't see why they would just keep saying, okay, we'll lose these points, whatever. No, it's either yes or no. So obviously my points were good enough, okay, we're going to start here for you to promote me. So I was promoted. Luckily got to stay on second shift. Now, uh, you might have heard me talk about O'Terry on here, a guy that I thought was my friend. Well, O'Terry got mad because he was covering on thirds, thinking that I was going to thirds and he was going to come back to seconds. Now, keep in mind, Terry has... He doesn't really have a family. He's just kind of on his own, which I, despite the hard feelings that occurred here lately, I hate that for him. I hate for anybody to be alone, but I honestly think the guy wants it like that. But he ends up getting pissed off at me, running his mouth, blah, 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 anyway, because I stayed on seconds, though it was not my decision. I didn't go behind his back and talk to the guy that wanted me on the position and say anything. That guy made the decision. Anyway, I, so I started, I do a four days in, I do the heister class, then I go do the four days material handler training in a class, we go out on the floor, learn stuff, and then I trained basically a week out on the floor, and I caught on to everything pretty quick. Now, I, of course, made mistakes, yes, but it's about learning stuff, but I was getting better and better. Like, I wasn't doing bad to where people were, like, complaining though I'm sure there might have been a couple because there's always somebody complaining. Y'all know how factories are. But I was doing good. Now, guys, any time I've been promoted on a job, and as well as you all, you would know that you go to whatever pay that position starts at. Now, with experience, which they didn't ask me if I had any, it could be higher than that. You ask around there what the damn starting pay for a material handler is, I finally, after asking many different people, uh, was told it was 12.50. Now, I'm at 11 an hour, keep in mind. As an operator, if you came in right now, anybody listening to the show, applied there, got an operator job, you'd be making 11 an hour. Now, keep in mind, a material handler is considered one of the hardest jobs in there. It's fast-paced. I mean, literally, I never stopped. You never stop. You're going, but except for your breaks. And even then, sometimes they get cut short. Well, anyway, so I, I had a guy train me. Then the guy, the material handler, there's supposed to be three a shift. Well, first and third has three. We only had me and a guy that we call Corky on our shift, which Corky's been there a while. He's damn good, and he showed me a lot of good stuff. So I've been a material handler, I'd say probably two two weeks, maybe a little over. Been there a total of seven months, like I stated earlier. I'd heard bits and pieces and this bullshit about you push the envelope from the guy I spoke about that kind of oversees everything for the guy that runs the plant and then who would be the plant manager, which I guess now... He would be the plant manager, I guess. Anyway, I would always hear this halfway bullshit. It would never be, yes, you're getting hired in this day, or no, not right now, or no, you're fired, whatever. It would just be, well, I'm talking to him, I'm pushing the envelope, I'll see you about it, all this bullshit. Well, finally, after me waiting and being patient, not bugging them, like I stated earlier, I went up there and spoke with the HR lady. Now, my first question, of course, was I asked about me getting hired in. 
And I knew my points were still up there because I unfortunately had to miss that day in late December. But again, I was congratulated on it, accepted a position that was a favor to them as, I mean, me too, but it was to also help them out. And I did it without hesitation and was even to willing to take a shift that I didn't really want to go to. Hey, more money. It helps them out. They were cool enough to work with me to fire me and all that. So I'll show my appreciation. And keep in mind, guys, I took full accountability for the days I missed, though it was over liver problems and just stuff that was out of my control but wasn't dumb shit the reason I missed. So she goes and types in the computer to see what's going on with me getting hired in. And then she says, If you don't miss any more days till the end of the March, you should be good. Now, originally, I had to get down my points down to 11. She's saying now 12. Now, guys, I know two people in there hired in. Okay, now one of those guys, I know for a fact, was hired in, and he had way more points than me. And I know for a fact, because I was riding with him and his roommate to work at the time, I didn't have a car. I know for a fact he didn't have to lose no points. He was hired in immediately. Hell, he was told him he was going to quit, found out later that day he wasn't getting the job, and came in the next day and was immediately started the hiring in process. Uh, the other guy has a lot of points too but he just knows a lot of shit so you see like with most factories it's about favoritism they don't go by the fucking rules they do what they want to do and the one i always like when they don't want to help somebody they just simply blame it on corporate which in my case is what they were doing they were saying corporate denied it and i'm thinking there's no way i mean this is the same corporate office to where we had a new plant manager. He dude was there maybe a month, finds out all the bad, crazy shit and the way the guy that runs the place is treating us, making us work Sundays when there's no need for it, goes to said corporate office, tells them about it, they go behind the guy's back, tell the guy that runs it, even give the guy's name, and he immediately fires the guy. So you mean to tell me they couldn't go, hey, look, this guy has high points, he's a good worker, but we want to get him hired in, like you did for the other people with high points, and they wouldn't do it? Okay, cool. If you want somebody hired in, you can get it cleared through corporate. I don't want to hear that bullshit. I found that out. I've worked through several factories. I know it's bullshit. So I'm like, whatever, okay, cool, okay, lose. I'm getting paid weekly. When you're hired in through them, you get paid bi-weekly. I mean, you go from 11 to 11.75. I'm like, all right, whatever. What about my material handler pay? This is what she tells me. She puts her hands up and does the quote, quote, unquote, quotations with her hands and goes, I think March 30th, you should be trained by then. I was like... That will have been almost two months. I have to wait two months to get material handler pay. They use me. They lied to me. They tricked me. I'm not doing that. I don't know who in the fuck you think I am. I'm some l little person you can lie and manipulate. And they knew they used my points to keep my pay low. And that ain't right, man. So I was pissed about it and felt that it was time to do something about it. So I go look on Indeed.com today looking at jobs. And what do I see? The place I worked is looking for a material handler. And the starting pay is 12 to 14 an hour. Yeah, 12 to 14 an hour. So that right there lets you know 
plus me talking to some of the guys that have been there for years. They got hired in. They went straight to material handler pay. They didn't have to train for a certain amount of time. And this was something that I had heard through a couple people. But again, nothing up front was said about the pay. If there was a time frame to get the pay, conditions to get the pay, none of that. One of the guy, main guys has to watch me do changeovers and make sure I can do the job. And I don't know if the reason they didn't say anything was so maybe if you went and tried to do something about it, they could say, well, oh, we never said anything. Well, that's something that should have been mandatory that they speak about. I don't care, beginning, end, uh, before you accept the job, whatever. So I don't find that as a legitimate excuse, and that's probably a dirty tactic they're trying to use, but you ain't going to get that bullshit over on me. I'm not sitting here thinking I'm any better than anybody else. I didn't go up there and threaten to quit like a lot of people. I didn't go up there asking for more money than is supposed to be given. I simply went up there. I didn't went up there for anything but other than this right here. And I get told, oh, you got to wait even longer. Now, again, the hired in thing, I could have dealt with that. I mean, it's bullshit, but whatever. But the, the pay... You're crazy because I was doing two, three times more work and you think I'm going to do it for what just some average person walks in here. And yeah, for those of y'all be like, you should be grateful to make that. No, dude, it's about I worked my ass off when I was there. I should get paid what any other material handler gets paid. And I, that's for anybody. I'm not even just talking about me and my job. That's you and your job, whoever. When you get promoted... That's what that means. You're promoted. You get paid more because you're doing a harder or a more important type job or whatever. And these people really had the audacity after I busted my ass. And yeah, we all bitch about our job, but I never bitched to them. It really caught me off guard at first. And my fiance had been telling me, like, I'm, they're screwing you. What are you doing? I just don't get why these companies think that they can get away with it but you know honestly i've worked for some shitty companies this is a first for me these last few factories i've worked at i mean it's like it got worse and worse they all showed me things i'd never seen before in factories or any job but this place right here i'm talking about it's ran like i've never seen before it's like these people are trying to go out of business if they made it another two to five years i'd be shocked if I'm a company, a customer, getting products from them, they go through John Deere, Kubota, T.I., Donaldson, big-name companies. I don't see how in the hell anybody would want to continue business with these people, really. They don't care about people that have been there 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years. Those, those are the people you should be trying to keep because they're going to stay. And, and even anybody under 5 years a year that are there working hard, they don't care. They'll just replace you. But then they get complaints from these companies about bad parts and stuff like that. But when they train a new person, they'll only train them a day or two and throw them out on, on these machines. And you can't train on every single machine there. So these new people are going to eventually do machines they didn't do before in the training. I mean, I heard a lot of stuff about that place, but I thought, man, I'm just going to you know, keep my head down. I'm going to work. I'm going to do this. But man, once you screw me on the pay like that and you have the balls to sit there and try to make me look stupid. Well, you're doing a good job, though. Well, when I'm doing a good job, you, you all should show it. 
hire me in, give me the pay I deserve. Don't bullshit me. That's all they do, and I've seen them do this to multiple people. And man, look, you know, I get on here and we rant about stuff, and who knows, maybe some of it's justified for me making a big deal about things that are out of my control or that I should just let go or whatever. But this shit has got to stop. I mean, just because this is a right-to-work state and they can fire you for wearing a blue shirt on Friday, that doesn't give them the right to do people like this. At some point, they have to make some kind of uh, rules and regulations or whatever that these companies have to abide by pay pay rates or whatever it may be. If, if there's a time frame they set to hire somebody in, they need to abide by that or fire them. At some point, this has got to stop, man. People are getting screwed and they can't do shit about it because they hide behind this right-to-work state. And that's what I got to say about that. Guys, if anybody's had these type of experiences, and I'm serious, I know I ask people to comment a lot on these episodes, and and unfortunately we haven't got many people to yet, but I really want to hear those that listen to this episode, I want to hear your take. Because this is a very interesting situation I found myself in. Could I have maybe handled it differently? Yeah, but it doesn't matter because anytime I've heard anybody stand up against these people, they've got fired. And I mean, I've even heard there's a guy that works there, and he's one of the guys that's big in the quality department he's right under the main guy over quality who was sexually harassing many different women and all of them got fired and it got to the point to where this guy followed one girl home then one time a couple had seen witnessed this girl getting harassed so so the the guy in the couple went and was like, look, I'll go talk to him for you. That way you don't get fired. Hell, they fired him and her and the guy's girlfriend. So these are the type of people you're dealing with. Somebody saying they're getting harassed and they get fired. You, you see? I guess old Terry can quit whining now and he'll, get, he'll obviously get second shift now so he can quit being a baby back bitch. But guys, that's it for the rant. Seriously, if you've had stories in factories around here in in Greene County, let me know. I want to hear your side. Because I feel like something's got to be done. Somebody's got to say something, man. This shit can't keep happening. And this company right here should be put out of business. And the, the people that used to run it, they need to come back and take it back from these idiots. But guys, that's going to do it for episode 74. I'd like to thank you all for joining me this week. Guys, as always, go head on over to our Facebook page at RSS Podcast. If you scroll down just a little bit, I got a pin post on there. has all information regarding this show, email, where you can hear this podcast, all our social media pages, literally everything. Go check it out. Give us a follow. If and only if you enjoy this podcast, please share us with your family and friends. I want to thank everybody for the support, for this show and love. And guys, I promise you the co-host thing, it will be taken care of. I'm going to say definitely within the next month. If anybody out there wants to give a podcast a shot, man, hey, we'll bring you on. We'll do an episode. We'll see how it goes. And we'll go from there. If anybody knows somebody, hey, let me know. But that's going to do it, guys. Episode 74 of the Ready, Set, Show podcast. I'm your host, DT. Ready, Set, Show time. And I'm out. Peace.